you got some like Modelo over there. I see. You got some, like oh, some yeah. going on. <laughs> I work for uh, I work for a, a beer company here in town for Budweiser. That's awesome. And we distribute yeah. um, Constellation, which is Modelo and Corona. And got I it. saw that skull can they came out with, and I, I Tony likes skulls, so I was like, I'm gonna get that for him. That's but, awesome. Um, uh, appreciate you coming on today, Eric. Um, we, today course. we have Eric of Eric Roberts Fitness, and um, I don't know how I f- started following you on Instagram, and I started sending stuff to Tony that you talk about, like on your uh, your posts. You know mm-hmm. what I what I I think what I was attracted towards your posts and the way your style is is because you just don't give a fuck, man. You like you you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna tell people how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's funny because, um, first off, just thank you both for like following it and everything. I really appreciate it guys. Um, but it's funny because like people are always like, ah, like you're so no BS and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't really know how to be any other way. Mm. So I guess like I'm almost being myself, like I'm myself to a fault. Sometimes I'll be honest with you. Like it doesn't, you know, the, the no BS is great, but I think it's to a fault sometimes, but I don't know how to be anything else but myself, man. That's just, that's just how I am and then what I do and who I am. So yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I'm glad it helps, but it's almost just like, I don't really try to be that way. It's just kind of like who uh, I am, I guess. Yeah. So how did you get started with your whole Instagram persona yeah i mean so well it's funny because um a lot of people like these days like oh you're a you're a online fitness coach or you're you're an online coach or you're a fitness influencer or whatever the case may be and like that's just not how it started um i started uh, so i i guess i can take you back when i started training people it's almost been um so we're gonna be 2022 so i'll be 25 26 so when i was about um 20, 21 years old, I started coaching people in person. So I'm 25, going to be 26 next year. Um, and that's when it all started. Um, it, that's when I started coaching people. I like, nobody knew who I was. I had no Instagram. I had no, like, didn't use Instagram, didn't use any social media. I had nothing. Just started training people in person because, like, I love coaching people. I, I'm a coach. It's what I do. Right. So I trained people in person for about three and a half years. And then I was kind of like, all right, like, I, I enjoy coaching people. I, I learned, I literally coached thousands of people because what I did was I kind of had like a, a, a group atmosphere where at any moment in time, I'd have anywhere between two to 400 people enrolled at one month in a period of time. Right. Damn. So it was like the amount of people, yeah, the amount of people that I saw on a monthly and yearly basis, like I, I literally coached thousands of people. And so, you know, ga- gained a lot of experience throughout that time period with all types of individuals, whether they were people literally just starting in the gym to people who have been working out their entire lives to, I had ex professional athletes, current professional athletes, like all kinds of things. Right. So I gained a lot of experience. Then from there, I was kind of like, well, you know, I, I, I want to do a bit more. I was kind of tapped out to what I was doing where I was. And obviously I know, you know, online you can reach so many more people and do so many more things. And I've always been a, um, I've had an entrepreneurial spirit to myself. I don't really like taking advice from other human beings or taking, uh, taking orders from other human beings, I guess you want to call it. So I definitely wanted to do my own thing. And then obviously as March of 2020 came about, obviously COVID hit and everything shut down. So then I was kind of, uh, forced into, I didn't, I, I never really told anybody this, but I actually put in my resignation um, like a month before COVID happened. And then like, obviously all this stuff happened. So it kind of just worked out, but you know, that kind of forced my hand. And like, then is when I started putting out content, like for real, for real. So like March of 2020, I was like, all right, like it's, it's time to go. Like I was dabbling in Instagram here and there. Like I would make one or two posts a week, which is funny. Cause I don't know if you guys know who um, Jordan Syed is. 
Yes. Uh, you guys know him or not. That's Gary yeah, Vee's so, guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, one of the best human beings I've ever met in my entire life. But it's funny because like throughout this process, I, I got to talking to Jordan. He was like, um, I was like, hey man, I want to start doing like online today. He's like, okay, well, he looked he looked at my Instagram and he was like, You're posting like two times a week. And I'm like, is that bad? He's like, Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, obviously I gotta do more. But um, so yeah, like you know, I was doing Instagram here and there, and honestly, it was just like Nobody it really liked my posts. It was like my mom and like two other people. So it was like nobody knew who I was. And then, uh, yeah, in March of 2020, I got on, you know, posting very, very consistently, started doing podcasts, started doing writing articles, started doing some YouTube videos, um, started doing TikTok in May of 2020. And everything's just kind of uh, kind of progressed from there. So it's amazing how you can start at zero and then go to, you know, just blast off from there. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually yes, it actually is insane because I and it's funny because people are like you know it, like I think in a in a three to six mm-hmm. month period of time because um, again Jordan told me to get on TikTok and so that's why I got on TikTok and then like things kind of blew up from there but like I think in like three to six months I had like over a hundred thousand followers on TikTok mm-hmm. which then obviously grew the Instagram as well and all the other social medias and all that kind of stuff and uh, yeah you know it's 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 kind of like fitness though where it's like consistent at, like i posted three times a day on tiktok every single day like to this day i post two times a day on instagram every single day i do three podcasts a week like i it's much like fitness where if you put the work in yeah and be consistent with it over time it like a plus b has to equal c at some point so i think that's where i think a lot of people get tripped up with that that i guess you call the social media aspect where it's like you, you gotta post every single day for years at a time before anybody knows and even to this day i mean i'm not i'm not i don't have a huge following but it's like people know who i am but like even to this day it's like you still have to post consistently so i think that's uh you know one of the biggest takeaways i i took from it for sure yeah because like if you uh look for a tv show every week and it doesn't come on for a big period of time you're probably not going to worry about that tv show anymore so it's the same thing like with a person online if they're not constantly posting because there's so much content out there that somebody can just go find something else to fill their time with so if you're mm-hmm. not on st- always um, on top of it, then you're just going to mm-hmm. be irrelevant eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Do you find it hard to post daily on all medias? For me, no. Um, I, I for well, here's what I'd say. I'd, I would say yes and no. Um, like I literally just made a post today about like I about my own kind of like transformation that kind of stuff. So it's like it, there's always like because again for me like um. It's funny because like I, I love Drake, so like I, I was watching a Drake interview one day, and he was just talking uh, about how like you know what he was like uh, proud of, or whatever the case would be, and he was like he was most proud of like and what people would remember him for is his music. Like he's not like a thug, or he's not like super fashionable or whatever. He's like people just know I make really good music, right? So it's like, and, and that's what he was saying. He was like, I live the music life. He's like he he does the partying or whatever the case may be. But he was saying he lived the music life. And I think for me, it's like. Every day I wake up, like I'm obsessed with fitness. Like I work out. I love working out. I, I, I do my meal prep every single It's like I live all of this stuff. So for me, I always have like new ideas. And like I said, I'm a coach too. So like I coach a lot of people. So I the conversations I have with individuals, because oftentimes I'll make a post and like I'll get comments or DMs or whatever. And like, oh man, it feels like you're talking right to me. And I'm like, well, I have these conversations every single day because I'm a coach. And so it's like, and that's where I think other like Instagram influencers or whatever the case may be. It's like, they're not actually coaching real people in real life. Like I've been doing this almost for the past six years now. So like I'm able to make content that speaks to people, I think, because 
I'm actually in the trenches and I actually like do this every day for a living. Maybe if I was like disconnected from it, maybe I wouldn't be able to, but like, I'm, I'm very much in it. So for me, it kind of just comes a bit naturally. And again, like this is like, I take this very seriously. Like I take my coaching very seriously. I take my business very seriously. Like I take all the things I do very, it's not, I don't take it lightly. So for me, it's like, there's, there's no option. Like it, it has to get done. So that's kind of my mentality around it. Did you grow up around fitness? No. Um, no, I mean, my, no, my, my parents didn't really work out. Um, I got into fitness for, for two main reasons. Um, well, I guess three main reasons, but two, three, but two. So number one, I got into fitness. Cause I was like, all right, like I want to get jacked. Like I want to get jacked and get girls. Like who the fuck? But it's like, you know, I wanted to get jacked, but then like, it's funny because literally um, I walked into the gym. I remember who I was with. And I remember the exact day. I remember the people there. I remember the smell, I remember everything, which is kind of like weird, but like, I remember like walking out of that gym and I went home and I told my dad, I was like, man, like I'm going to do something with fitness for the rest of my life. And he's like, buddy, you've been to the gym one time. Like, let's let's slow your roll there, champ. And I was like, no, I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I really feel this. He's like, all right, like whatever, like we'll see. And so from then, you know, it quickly transformed into um, where, where I grew up and who I grew up around. Um, I didn't grow up in like a bad area or anything like that, but a lot of the people around me were um, much more well off than my family was. Like, we, and again, we weren't like poor by any means, but like, like for example, one of my best friends for his 18th birthday got gifted like a brand new Shelby GT Mustang, and I got like 50 bucks. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like yeah. I just saw that around, and like I, I saw that fitness was the one thing that that I could be in complete control of, of my own work. And I, I love, um, I have him up here. I have him all over the place, but I love Kobe Bryant. And like, one of the things I loved about Kobe and like, that's why I, he's the reason I like basketball. But one of the reasons I love about him is because like, he always talked about work ethic and he, he always talked about how he, he put so much into what he did. And like, I, I was, I don't know. I've always just been drawn to that. I've been drawn to like obsessing over a craft and trying to perfect your craft and doing all those kind of things. And so to me, fitness and working out was my craft. And like, I loved, I loved that the results I got were a direct correlation of my hard work. You couldn't buy, I mean, you can get like plastic surgery, whatever, but like you can't buy a body. You can't buy muscles. There's no way to build muscle other than eat the right food and work your ass off in the gym. There's no other way to do that. So I just was so drawn to the fact that my results were a direct correlation of my hard work. And like that made me want to put in more hard work. And like, I like team sports and I played team sports, but like, I've always kind of been this person who's just like, I don't, I guess like lone wolf is the cliche term, but it's like, it's kind of how I operate. Like I do things on my own and I just kind of rock things out. I don't like waiting for other people and that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, that's how I kind of got started. And I think after I got started, that's why I got started. But then like, for example, I would work out with my buddies after school and things like that. And I always found that I would always get more satisfaction out of them hitting a new PR or out of them losing weight or them, but like I, w- I would get so stoked if we were, if my friend and I were working out and I hit a PR, but he hit a PR, I'd be fucking through the roof thrilled for him because I'm like, dude, that's so sick. And like, that's when I knew I was like, all right, like I, I really like seeing other people succeed. Like one of the, even to this day, one of the best things I love is like, People set these glass ceilings on themselves. Like, I, I, like when I coach people in person, I would tell a girl, for example, "Hey, go pick up that hundred pound kettlebell," and they would look at me like I had fucking six heads. And then I'd be like, "They're like, what do you like me go pick that hundred pounds up?" I'm like, "Go fucking pick it up." And I would say, "Go fucking pick it up." Um, and I did. And they're like, "Holy shit!" Like I couldn't believe I just did that. And like 
that that gives me so much joy and so much energy. And so I quickly knew after that, I was like, all right, like I'm, I'm meant to coach people. I'm meant to hopefully make a positive impact on people's lives and show them like, there's, there's nothing we can't fucking do. And that's again, going back to the work ethic thing. The one thing we can't control is our work. And so for me, it's like, there's literally nothing you can't do if you're willing to put the work in. And that's why uh, I think to this day, I love it so much. So that's kind of a long answer to how I got into fitness. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Like, uh, you're very passionate. I can tell about that's your purpose in life. Yeah. I, um, I just, I fucking love it, man. Like I just, there's no other way around it. Right. Yeah. Like I, I absolutely, uh, I'm all, again, I, and I wouldn't be doing this all day, every day if I didn't love it. Right. Like, but I absolutely love what I do. So yeah, for sure. And I love how that you, you got out of something that you didn't enjoy doing to do something that you enjoy doing. Because like they say, like you can make a lot of money doing something, but if you don't enjoy every single day, you're like killing your soul, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yeah. I just Yeah. It's like that video you sent me yesterday, Tony, with the Joe Rogan, with a guy cut it up, all his advice. Oh, yeah. that was, And mm-hmm. like, you know, he's talking about it, like you could be going to work every single day and you'd be killing yourself. Even you making a lot of money. Who cares? You're not mm-hmm. enjoying what you want to do. You're just afraid of taking that step to enjoy what you want to do because mm-hmm. all the comfort you have with all that money or whatever you get from that job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's something for me, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm just not going to accept like not getting what I want. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's again, it's a non-negotiable, like it, it has to get done. So for me, it's like, I, I'll do, I'll do whatever I got to do to get what I want. And like, that's just my mentality and that's how it'll always be. And I think that's why, like when you, I think when you have that mentality and then you get what you want, it's like, well, fuck, like we're in a pretty good spot here. You know what I mean? So I think all that stuff is kind of compounded on top of each other. Can you, uh, can you tell us what, what, what made you do your, your most recent 12 week transformation? Um, yeah, I mean, so, so a few, a few things I was honestly debating on, um, whether I even wanted to like document that because I didn't want people to compare themselves to me, but I think, I think in the, in all in all it was a positive, but I, so for two reasons, number one, like, again, just vanity. I wanted to lose some body fat for a vacation I had coming up. Like, like that's just, that, that was a part of it, but <laughs> it looked like you had the, a good time the, on that trip, by the way. Yeah, it was amazing, dude. Amazing trip. Yeah, for sure. It was a beautiful place. Um, But so that was one reason. But the second reason was I wanted to create content around showing people like, I'm going to still eat carbohydrates. I'm going to still eat past 7 p.m. I'm not going to do tons of hit cardio. I'm still going to try to lift heavy weights. Like I'm, I'm not again, I'm not going to do tons of cardio. I'm going to eat my, you know, eat foods I enjoy. I like all I'd want to show people how they can lose weight because there's so much conflicting information out there on what you have to do, what you don't have to do, what you can do, what you can't do, what's the best, what's not the best, cut out your carbs, do all this. And I, again, just from coaching thousands of people, I know people are so confused. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to eat in a calorie deficit. I'm going to strength train. And I'm, I'm going to show you like, you can absolutely lose body fat being very, very, very simple with your approach to, you know, losing body fat. So that, that was honestly the, the biggest driving factor for me. And also it was to like challenge myself. Again, I I like, I like challenging myself. I like doing those things. And so I, I haven't really like my entire life has been like hashtag get huge. You know what I mean? Like I'm just trying to build muscle my entire life. And so I was like, you know, I'll do a little 12 week cut to challenge myself. Cause I don't really ever eat in a calorie deficit, like ever really, because again, I grew up like very skinny. So it was always trying to build muscle for me, but um, yeah, so I want to challenge myself, but honestly, going back to it, a lot of it was just creating content around like, Hey, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's going to be hard as shit, like not going to be easy, but it does not have to be complicated. So that's kind of the the main driving factor behind it. 
Yeah, I have some friends couple every now and then hit me up about like they're always like, well, you know, what do you do and what how do you do it? Because, you know, this guy told me all these different things, macros, micro. I was like, mm. all I was like, it's very simple. Well, I was like, it's very, you know, if you break it down, it's very simple, right? Eat less, eat, do 80-20, right? Eat 80% healthy, 20% kind of what you want for the week. And I promise you, when you start seeing the results just doing that, you're going to, you're going to stick to it. Mm-hmm. And, and my favorite thing of form of cardio, if I'm not on elliptical or something like that, I do, um, I do, uh, I just walk mm-hmm. and, you know, at work, I get about seven or eight thousand steps every day, and then after Damn. work, I get about another four to five. So I'm, I'm, I got my my Fitbit set at fifteen thousand right now. Jeez, yeah, That's fucking crazy. but now if I didn't have the work steps, like you see, you don't have the work, you know, you don't have the work <laughs> steps. So the, all the <laughs> yeah. all the steps you're creating are the ones that you make yourself, yeah. right? Because you yeah. go out there and yeah. do it. Mine are kind of like fake steps because I'm already having to do like walking. It's not like added yeah. walking. So like you know, but like. Right. Uh, and I always tell them just just walk. It's like just eat a little less of like you know eat the pizza if you want. Reward yourself after two weeks or something like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just you don't have to worry about all that stuff unless you're trying to put a bunch of muscle on. Then you gotta get you know protein one and a half grams per body weight. You know all that stuff. I was like, if you're just trying to lose weight, just do it the easiest way possible. Just eat less and just go for that way, man. Like, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. always tell me, no, 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 that's not how you, that's not right. It doesn't sound right. I'm like, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm fucking living proof of it. Have, <laughs> has, has Eric seen your video? Um, I tagged him in it on the post you made on Rara Ra Fit. Yeah. I think he did like it. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to go well, back send and him check the video like in the DM sure. so he can see what you used to look like. Cause at yeah, one time yeah, he was sure. like 350. Wow, let's go. That's yeah, fucking crazy. What, what, what are you down do you to do? now? Oh, God. Um, so right now, <laughs> I got all the way down to 205. Mm. Uh, and, I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. I got all the way down to 200. Mm. And then I tr- uh, and then I gained like five pounds. So now I'm just trying to get the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's but like, crazy. Um, so back in the day, when, when Tony first was like, hey, man, you're a fat fuck. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I love saying that because that's how we got started, right? Yeah. He's like, hey, yeah. man, um, because I was in my buddy's Nick's wedding, my, my one of my best friends. He's like, mm. let's uh, let's go to the gym. Let's start working out. I was like, all right. Because, you know, I think I've brought it up to him before. I just didn't know how to right. do anything, right? Yeah. And um, I didn't want to be the fat guy in the gym by myself, you know? And I mean, you know, it's really, mm. I mean, I'm, I applaud yep. the guys and ladies I see in the gym that are bigger, you know? that I go in there by themselves every day. Cause I see the same people just about every single day when I go to the gym and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just mind blown that, you know, they're, they taking the courage to do that because I don't think I could personally have done it. So mm-hmm. we started working mm-hmm. out. I was like three, three ten or something like that. Uh, at that time, Wow! I lied and said I was two ninety on this article I wrote. You know, I don't. Wow. Remember, I didn't want to tell everybody I was fucking three hundred ten pounds. Yeah, I was probably heavier. Okay, probably heavier than three ten. I just don't remember. So then I dropped all the way down to one eighty five. Wow. Like just working out. You know, I was still drinking alcohol, still having a good time with my friends and stuff like that. You know, just it took me a while, right? But you know, I was I was running. Uh, I'm sorry. I started walking. Then I started running, jogging on the treadmill. Then I started running on the treadmill and then dieting. And, you know, I, I tell everybody you can't, you can, you can work out as much as you want in the gym. You can spend four hours in there if you want, but if you mm-hmm. eat like trash, you're not mm-hmm. going to lose the weight. 
And that's, mm-hmm. I told everybody, I was like, man, the gym is the easiest part of my, of my day. Like, you know, yeah. like going there, doing that, like it's, sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it, I, I enjoy it, you know, but like the diet part is the where, where if you can beat that kudos, Sad. cause that's exactly where it's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. like, so I would drop down at 185. Then I gained all the way back over the past, like seven, eight years or 10 years. Right. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. And so then like two years ago, my parents sold our family business and I was like, well, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the year off. Mm. Dude. I went from like 270 to like 355 in, mm. in, in no time, like seven months, yeah. eight months. And I was just yeah. sitting, I was sitting on my little fat person chair over here. I have, I love my chair. Okay. And like, dude, I was just eating nonstop sleeping late. I got sleep apnea so bad yeah. that we were at the airport for a friend's bachelor party coming back home to Memphis. We were all talking, and all of a sudden, I just fall asleep while we were all talking. Wow. He would snore so loud that it woke everybody in the house up. Yeah. It we was, all, like, we were concerned about his health. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, so I had to get that, and then I had to put this, you know, the, you know what the sleep apnea machine is. Yeah. I had to wear that stupid thing, and, you know, I had to wear it for, like, two years because if I didn't wear it, um, I would fall asleep driving and stuff like mm-hmm. that, right? And so when one day I caught, I was like, Holy shit, what the fuck just happened? Did I just fall asleep while I was driving at 9 a.m.? I was like, I think I just did. And then I was like, okay, pull That's over. That's crazy. And let's just go from there. And then, so then I was like, well, Tony's like, man, you need to go check, get a check that you might have this. I was like, all right, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And they gave me an at-home one, and it was bullshit. So they're like, there's no way your apneas per a minute are that high. And I was like, well, we need you to come in for the night and do one in a year. I was like, all right, sure. And... I did it, and they're like, oh, fuck, you have severe obstructive sleep apnea. Like, mm. use your machine, go to this place here in town and get it and start it tomorrow. If you have questions, let us know. Did, did they say it. anything about weight loss? Oh, yeah. So um, my doctor, he was like, Got I prompt, he's like, have you always had this or is this something new? I was like, no, this is about maybe two years old now, a year and a half, Got two it. years. He's like, okay, so I promise you, if you lose weight, it'll probably go away again. Mm. But let's start. Let's start. You have to wear the machine now. You have to start with that. Okay. It's like, because, you know, sp- slowly but surely, I want you to start losing weight. You know, and he's like, because if you didn't have it as a skinnier person, then you should, then having it now is 100% directly to your neck being too thick. And I was like, okay. So then I, I lost some weight. I, I stopped wearing a machine. And I, dude, it was the be- one of the best things, right? Not having to wear that machine again. But um, I lost I lost the weight. And then I was at 355. I got down to like 290. Then went back to like 320. And that's when I started again. Um, it was March of 2020. Well, I was, I was mm. 320. And... I was like, man, I got to start doing this. I was like, you know, I mean, dude, I was so big. that I, I drove a little Toyota Tacoma, like, you know, just like the front bed, you know, yeah. like no backseat yeah. like, for my work yeah. car, for my, my beer vehicle. And I was like, okay, man, my whole stomach is, I was like, oh, fuck. It was just, I was I, always walking through like my account. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like fucking suck. But like, then slowly but surely, 315, 308, you know, three. Three, whatever, just keep on going down and down and down, 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 down. And then now here we are. But I'm one of those people that if I don't have a program or something in my head I've created or whatever, I'll just stop going to the gym 
and then it'll start mm. creeping back up. So when it started yeah. creeping back up a little bit this time, I was like, eh, I'm going to get ahead of this one. I'll, you know, nice. five, 10 pounds, that's easily done than 20, 30 pounds, yeah. you know? And, yeah. you know, so here we are. That's where we are right now. I send you the video in your uh, Instagram DM if you want to yeah, look yeah. at it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. I'll pull it up. I try. I always try to put my phone. Uh, my phone says I do not disturb all day because I don't. I try not to look at it that much. But I'm gonna definitely. Oh wow, that was you, dude. That's crazy. No one's coming to tell you to turn the TV off. No one's coming to tell you to get out the door and exercise. It's fucking right. No one's coming to tell you to apply for that job that you've always dreamt about. Nobody's coming to. Wow, that's crazy, dude. That's nuts. Huge congrats, man. Thanks, That's man. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy, yeah, dude. So most of so about all those pictures are maybe a year and a half or two, two and a half. One of mm-hmm. like, I think one or two of them was like from three years ago. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's recent and it's, it's always going to be one of my things, you know, like always going to have to stay with it. And otherwise it's yeah. going to blew it up quickly. Well, it's kind of like it's Eric it, said yeah. earlier. It's, it's something like you always have to do is consistency. Yeah. It's like yep. once you start working out, it's a, it's like a, it's a destination. Mm-hmm. You know, like they say, well, it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. And people, people think that, and that they're, that's why, like, everybody's in a, so much of a rush to lose weight. And I'm like, what are you in a rush for? Like, because they think, like, once they lose the weight, like, they're just going to have to stop watching what they eat or stop working out. I'm like, you do know you have to maintain all this, which mm-hmm. means you have to keep working out and you have to keep, not that you have to keep being in a severe calorie deficit or whatever the case may be, but you got to keep, you can't just keep going back to eating whatever you want to eat. Like, that's not, you're going to go right back to where you were. Right. Yeah. And that's why I don't, I, you know, I try to teach people like stop trying to be in such a fucking rush to lose weight because w- what is the, that's only going to get you frustration. It's only going to get you, you know, stressing yourself out. It's only, only going to get you being pissed off that you're not losing weight quicker. It's like, you got to keep doing all this stuff anyway. So why, why is it a rush? Just chill the fuck out, like enjoy it, do what you're supposed to do and like find a way to make it a, a sustainable habit as opposed to just doing these, you know, very, very, very rapid or very quick fixes, quote unquote, so to speak. So yeah, for a hundred percent. He sent me your story today that you posted about the scale. Yeah. So tell us about all the comments you were getting about, you know, all the comments you were getting. Tell us what happened there. Yeah. So, I mean, so today, basically, I just I made a post about how um, I so at the end of my calorie deficit, um, I got down to 225. So I went from 252 to 225 in 12 weeks or whatever it was. Or, yeah, 252, 225 in 12 weeks. Um. So, you know, uh, I was down there to that level of leanness. And then like now I am back up to 241, 242, somewhere in between there. Um, It was intentional because like I I said throughout my entire calorie deficit, it was not meant to be a my specific quote unquote calorie deficit journey was not meant to be sustainable because I I don't I I knew for a fact I did not want to maintain that level of leanness. It was literally just to get lean. So to go on vacation and just to again, just challenge myself. And that, that's why like, um, I enjoy the, the sport of bodybuilding where it's like, uh, like just the overall sport. I don't actually bodybuild, nor do I coach people who do bodybuilding, but like, I enjoy the sport of bodybuilding. Um, but like that was, you know, just challenge myself, but I, I knew I wasn't going to maintain that. And it's funny because today I, I posted like a side-by-side of me at 225 and me at 241. And without me even saying anything, a lot of comments and like, I haven't checked it recently, but a lot of the comments were like, oh my God, you look so much better when you have more weight, when you, when you're, you know, I, I actually prefer the healthier, the, the more weight to your body, you actually look way better. Da-da. 
and I made an Instagram story and I was like, you know, it's, it's so fucking funny to me. Like all of these people, all, every single one of these people who are commenting this probably obsess over the scale every single day. They obsess over being a lower number on the scale. And yet they're commenting on my posts telling me that I look better with 18 extra pounds on my body. So it's like when you really break things down, I, I don't under like, and that's where I'm trying to get people to think from a logical perspective. People are telling me I look better with 18 more pounds on me. Yet every single person who goes into their weight loss journey, not every single person, but most people go into the weight loss journey, they only focus on the scale. Whereas opposed to like, again, I literally have 18 extra pounds on me. And it wasn't, it's not like five or 10 pounds. Like it's almost 20 extra pounds on me. And people are like, oh, you look so much better. It's like, well, that should clearly tell you right there. It's not all about the scale. So mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of the, the biggest thing that I want to get across to people. And again, not only just from a, an aesthetic standpoint of people saying, oh my God, you look better with almost 20 extra pounds. But, you know, I wrote in my Instagram caption, I was like, I, it's not fun being that level of leanness. Like when I was 225, I was fucking hungry all day. I was actually having to go out and get 10,000 steps a day. Like it's like fucking, it's a lot for me. So it's, it's like, a, it's you know, a I, lot I, regardless. Yeah. So I, I was having, I was having to do that, which is just wasn't that fun for me. Um, my workouts were starting to suck because my calories were so low. Like I, I was not having fun in the gym and my strength was declining and like, you know, it just mm. wasn't an enjoyable time. And so it's like, it, it's, People glorify like being their leanest body fat percentage all year round because these fake fucking people on Instagram I was referring to earlier who actually aren't coaches or real people. They're just like models on Instagram. Like they give people this sense of false reality. And it's just that like that's not you're not supposed to walk around at the level of body fat that I was when I went on vacation. Like I was that level of body fat for like three days. Then I went on vacation, like ate upwards of 12,000 calories a day. And like now we're back here. You know what I mean? So it's like you're not you're not supposed to walk around like that all the time. Again, I think people just they don't understand that. So I'm just trying to you know, educate as much as, as humanly possible. You just said it. People don't realize that these guys and these ladies that are doing these competitions and stuff like that, like, you know, the really big names and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a season, like a basketball season. When 100%. it's not season, they're walking around with a stomach and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like they're not, they're not, mm-hmm. they're not worried about it for those three or four months, whatever it is. But I promise mm-hmm. when the season starts again, it's all gone again. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not year round. And mm-hmm. everyone thinks just from all the posts that they make, no one ever posts a bad picture of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Intentionally, mm-hmm. at least. It's, yeah. just, it's always like, oh, I like this one better. Let me post this one. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that. You're never going to mm-hmm. catch those guys or girls posting their, oh, shit, look at my stomach. Damn. Well, because well, they have their ego wrapped up in the fact that they're this, this fitness influencer who's shredded all the time. And that's why people follow them. That's why people double tap their posts on Instagram is because of their looks, not because of their knowledge or education. It's because, oh, here, look at my body. And so they can't post their body when it's actually real. So that's why like when people get into those, and again, you know, you're speaking to like bodybuilding, for example, like people don't understand, like people are that level of leanness for a week and they take all these pictures. They take 4,000 pictures during that week and they can post them on Instagram whenever they want because now they got all the pictures, right? So they could be 15, 20 pounds heavier, but they're posting a picture of themselves training in the gym during peak week when they got veins popping out everywhere and all this shit, but they actually don't look like that right now. But again, it, their their whole persona is wrapped up in, well, I'm this fitness model and I got to make sure I, I keep up my standard. And like that's where, again, if people were just like actually real about it, I think honestly, they'd have a better following. But yeah, so I I, I agree. Yeah. It's always like they always have someone to sell with their promo code or, you know, like <laughs> it's like, dude, like I don't I don't I don't believe that you this lean all the time. Mm. Like, but the, mm. A lot of people do believe that, though. That's the oh, you're, you're, OK. I see what you guys are saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, yes, but, but even even if they are lean the whole time, it, it they're probably they're probably on like to maintain the level of leanness I was at is going to be very challenging as a natural athlete. And I mean, like you're probably going to feel on performance enhancing drugs to maintain that level of leanness. And so if you are on those like kudos, but I don't want to take those. And like, I don't think normal, I don't think regular, just everyday Joe's, unless you're like a bodybuilder, I don't think people want to take those. You know what I mean? So it's like, it it comes down to, I, I try to just educate people on like, what is it going to require of you? Like I made a video on YouTube one time that was about like how to lose the last five or 10 pounds. And I always tell people this, I'm like, if you want to buy a Ferrari, that's $400,000 car. You're probably going to have to have way less of a work-life balance. You're going to have to, you know, put in tons and tons and tons of hours. You're not going to the softball game on the weekends and, and you're not going to the football games and you're working, you know, 10 to 12 hours, 16 hours a day, six, seven days a week. Like, but that's what's required of you to save enough money to build a Ferrari unless you're like a trust fund baby or whatever. But if you want to buy a $40,000 Toyota, like, that you can still go to the softball games on the weekends. You can have the beers with the friends and all these kind of things. Cause it's like, it's just different. It, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it just requires two different things. And so just being aware of what that's actually going to require of you. And I don't, I don't think people, again, I don't think they know what is actually going to be required of them to, to reach that level of leanness. They just see these people doing it and like, Oh, that person has abs. I'm like, do you understand what it takes to actually get there though? And that's, that's another reason why I wanted to document my journey. Cause I, I wanted to show people, you know, the last two or three weeks were like, they weren't fun. Like they just weren't fun. I would, I would have stopped way earlier, but like, I want to show people, all right, you know what? Like you guys want to get this level of leanness. Here's what it takes. Not going out to eat ever. No alcohol, you know, uh, being hungry after every single meal, you know, all these things that it, it's, it's not fun. Like that's what it requires though. So I think just edge again, I'm just trying to educate. Just trying to educate as much as I uh, possibly can. Oh, being hungry—that that's all the time. Because <laughs> yeah. when I started back, um, like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Okay, I just ate like a shitload of yeah. food. Why am I hungry still?" <laughs> like you know, sometimes like when you eat at an Asian restaurant, you eat and you're hungry like ten minutes later or twenty minutes later. Oh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. that's what I felt like. I was like, "Dude, I just ate like mm-hmm. all this food. Why am I hungry still?" And I'll tell Tony, I was like, man, I'm still hungry. He's like, God damn, how are you still hungry? You just ate all that stuff. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, Yeah, know. that's funny. What do you think about keto? You asking me? Yeah. I think it's terrible. I think I think I'd rather shoot myself. Than- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not kidding either. Like literally, I can tell you, I'll I'll go to my My Fitness Pal from yesterday. I'll tell you how many carbs I ate yesterday. Um, this is again, this is no joke. I can literally pull it up. Um, yesterday I ate 775 grams of carbs. Jesus so that Christ. should tell you what I think about the ketogenic diet. Um, I think it, keto was not meant for individuals looking to lose body fat. Um, keto was meant for like actual, like, uh, you know, like treating, you know, I think it was kids with epilepsy and things of that nature, right? Like it wasn't meant for just random everyday, you know, uh, Joe's and Karen's to go on their diet. Like it's not what it was meant for. It's not, I don't, I don't believe it's sustainable. I don't think it's smart to do if you want to gain a aesthetic physique because carbohydrates are the main source of fuel for your body. And so when you talk about working out, for example, your body needs fuel to work out. So if you're not giving your body fuel to work out, you're going to have very poor workout performance, not going to build much muscle not going to have a lean aesthetic physique. So I don't think it's very advantageous for that either. Again, I went back to, I don't think it's very sustainable for most individuals. I don't think it's very enjoyable for most individuals. Like think about going out to eat at any restaurant. Like, I mean, I I guess you're just going to, you can just put sticks of butter in your coffee all day. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Like, I don't, that's again, it sounds awful to me, but if that's what you want to do, that's awesome. But yeah, I am not, uh, I just don't see a purpose to doing a, 
ketogenic diet. I know some people will say, oh, well, diabetes and this and that, um, you know, again, to each zone. But the funny thing is, like, if you just if you just lose body fat, a lot of the things with diabetes, again, obviously that goes to a whole different realm, not a doctor, but if you, if you lose body fat, you're normally going to help all of those things as well. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan. So I think, I think I'll, I'll put it down. <laughs> uh, I can see, I can see. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure at first, but you know, you're saying you'd rather, you know, shoot yourself, but yeah. um, yeah, yeah. We, we had, um, we had a guy on, um, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. His, uh, his name is Gourmet Ghost Keto. And, um, he's lost 300 pounds two times now. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, um, he lives a life. 600 pounds. That's a lot of, yeah. that's a lot of weight, man. Yeah. He lives a life, right? He's a keto mm-hmm. coach. He, um, he's in the community. He's pretty well known. Like, and you know, mm-hmm. he, has a, he has a podcast and everything. And, um, he was telling us, you know, people that hate keto are just uneducated about it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't know. I, and you just, so I was kind of like, you know, he was explaining it to me and I was like, well, cause I do keto every now and then, you know, but you like you said, mm-hmm. it's very, very hard to stay in ketosis because you can't drink. Oh, okay? great. I mean, you can have Bacardi and diet Coke or something like that. Rum and what is it, Tony? The zero calorie drink or whatever we used to drink a long time ago. Bacardi. Bacardi. Yeah. Right. You can drink that or something like that, but then you drink too many of those. There's no, there's no keto food at that bar you're at, my guy. You know, so you, it's over with. So wouldn't the thing with keto just be you're in a calorie deficit? In that why That's you're why basically you lose losing weight, fat. just yes. like all the, all, you know, and I just saw like a meme. Everything else, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, keto diet, calorie deficit, paleo diet. Calorie, you know, it just it just goes on and Everyone on. Intermittent fasting, you name it, but that, yeah. and that's the thing. Like they, again, if if somebody wants to do it and that's what they enjoy, I who the hell is some twenty five year old guy with some scraggly beard to tell you otherwise? Like it doesn't. I, I'm not. If you like it, do it. Like I don't care what you do. I just want people to know you don't have to do it in order to lose body fat. Like no, you do not have to get into ketosis in order to lose body fat. No, you need to be in a calorie deficit. That's what loses body fat. So again, I don't care one way or the other. I've just, the amount of people that I have coached who have done it in the past and lost weight, gained weight, gained a terrible relationship with food, have developed serious binge eating habits because of that particular diet. Like, no, I I just don't, I, me personally, I don't believe from my own two cents. I, I don't believe it's a very smart thing to do. And again, if someone does it, that's awesome for that individual. Like if they if they love it. And again, they enjoy sticks of butter in their coffee and like bathing themselves in like bacon grease. Like I, rock it. I don't really, it's not, it's not my, it's not my thing to judge. I just want people to know you don't have to do that in order to lose weight. Yeah. I was telling my friend Haley, I told her, you know, well, I do keto. I'm doing keto right now. So you, you know, you should try it too. And I t- explained to her what to do and stuff like that. And she said she didn't lose any weight when I asked her a week later. And I was like, okay, well, do you know, do you know why though? She was like, well, no, I, you know, followed what you said, you know, low carb and stuff like that. I was like, all right, well do this a normal regular week and see if you lose any weight. Like just eat less and exercise and do everything you did, but just eat less this time. And she ended up losing like two and a half pounds, three pounds. She's like, I'm just going to stick with this. But I've always found with myself that it, when I do do keto, it's hard to keep it going forever. That's why I do it for a while, lose some weight, and then just eat right after that, you know, and go back like that. Because it's not sustainable for me, at least. For for most individuals, it is not sustainable. So you are not alone, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. 
What is like something you would tell somebody that has like gym to gym intimidation, like how to overcome it? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think a lot of people, so here's what I'd say. I, I would say number one, um, I, I have a hard time getting people to watch a 15 second TikTok video, let alone somebody literally staring at you in the gym every second of your workout. Like, no, nobody's watching you. And also nobody cares because everyone goes into the gym and they don't want to be judged by you, but then you don't want to be judged by them. So it's this one big circle of everybody not wanting to judge each other, but everyone thinks we're judging each other. And that none of that is actually going on. We're all just there to fucking better ourselves. And like, listen, are there some people who do? Of course. But are there some bad personal trainers? Yes. Are there some bad chefs? Yes. Like, it, And there's good and bad people everywhere. But the vast majority of people, I've been in the gym for nine years, like, I've never real I, I me personally I've never met anybody who is like oh I can tell that person's new let's go get them <laughs> yeah, that's that's so never I've never like that's never happened to me and like you know I'm one of the quote unquote like people meatheads or whatever you want to label it and like you know I I we lift weights and do all these things but I've literally never like it's honestly funny people I guess people like myself like like I want to help every single person like I want to help those people like I, I want to be able to you know encourage those people I, I know I do it all the time when I'm in the gym. Like if I see somebody who's new, like I've done this in the past, somebody who's working with a personal trainer who's new. I'm like, yo, like, by the way, you're just killing it. I see you in here. Da-da-da. And then that personal trainer will then come up to me and say, wow, like my client was so happy. You said that to them and da-da-da and this and that. So it's like, I would say, well, number one, nobody's people don't have the attention span to actually know what you're doing in the gym. Cause they can't even watch a 50. It's like squirrel. It's like, they don't, they don't have that. Um, and then number two, like, what I would say with gym intimidation is people oftentimes they, just don't, they don't know what to do. So like I, get a real plan, get a proper program, like understand, okay, when you're going in there, how many, what exercises are you doing? How many sets are you doing? How many reps are you doing? What, what like you need a plan because I often, this, there's this saying that's like, um, anxiety stems from ambiguity, like not knowing, right? So like people get very anxious because they don't know what to do when they're in the gym. Like, well, I guess I'll just fucking go to these machines and then I'll get on the treadmill and I'll leave. But it's like, if you have a structured plan of like, here's exactly what to do. And you know, that plan will get you results. Then like, I think that helps a lot with gym intimidation as well. Yeah. Do you have a gym intimidation role? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> but I remember I told you, like, when I used to go by myself when I was First really started, big and yeah. stuff, like, you know, it was it was like, I don't want to be in there. But everyone's looking at me being the fat guy and stuff, you know, like nobody. And then he just said, like, you know, no one's paying attention. And you never, you don't personally think that no one's paying attention. You think everybody's mm-hmm. looking at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but when it came to weights, 100%. I was like, man, those guys yeah. are strong as fuck. I'm not going over there. I'm, I'm <laughs> just going to stay over here. But then I just started going over there eventually. And man, no one, you know, no one says anything. And no one, I know. you know. Says just... So what is your ideas on as far as like weight loss going with weight training, Eric? Um, I mean, in terms of like, can you combine the two? Are they counterproductive? Do they help one another? Like, is that what you're kind of asking? Well, like, do you think it's beneficial to as far as like lifting heavy to uh, like weight. strength trained, yeah, to lose weight. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the answer to that is 110. percent Yes. Um, I mean, I could go into all of the science, but just I, I guess I'll just kind of use it. I'll I'll go in a few different directions here. Um, I'll take like the science, like physiology, 
physiology part to it. Um, yes, because a few reasons, number one, um, when you strength train, you're going to build more lean muscle mass, the more lean muscle mass you build, the higher your metabolism goes for a few reasons. Um, number one, quite literally just having more lean muscle mass on your body requires more oxygen to get pumped to your lean muscle mass. The more oxygen that gets pumped, that means the more calories your body has to burn, the more calories your body has to burn that right there is literally increasing your metabolism, but also take it from a, uh, when you actually work out standpoint, the more muscle mass you have, the more muscle that has to contract. So like literally more mass of muscle has to contract and, and do the, and, and you know, you're lifting heavier loads and more muscles contracting at a, at a heavier rate, at a fat, at a more intense rate as well. So now you have more muscle fibers contracting, which is more work being done. More work being done means more calories burned, more calories burned means yet again, higher metabolism, which when we talk about losing body fat, for example, you have to be in a calorie deficit. But if you can help yourself get into that calorie deficit by creating more energy expenditure through your strength training programs, that right there is going to help you not only in that moment in time, which like people often focus on the calorie burn during their workout, which is like a whole separate uh, conversation to this, but like not only when you are working out, but then after you work out, because again, like I said, the process of just having lean muscle mass in your body and you increase your metabolism, but also the recovery process of like having to push nutrients, having to push new blood, having to push water and all like all those kind of things to your muscles that requires work. Like that requires work that cardio is not going to provide to you. So from a physiological standpoint, yes, absolutely. Strength training is very beneficial. And from a mental health standpoint, um, I I've just never seen anybody who like lifts heavy weights that like they don't feel like a badass afterwards. Like it's, it's one of the most amazing things I've seen is like when somebody gets done, you know, lifting uh, more weight than they thought they could, or doing their first push up, or doing their first chin up, or deadlifting two hundred pounds, or doing whatever the case may be. They feel so good. And when we go into a weight loss journey more times than not, everything is so focused on lose, 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 uh, lose body fat, lose weight, lower clothes. It's all. It's, it's, it's not necessarily tearing your body down, but in a sense, it's tearing your body down. Whereas opposed to strength training, that's a way to build your body up. That's a way to get stronger. It's a way to, to uh, do more reps, do more sets, increase your workout performance, better your workout performance. And so it gives you a, a mental thing to take a step away from the aesthetics, take a step away from the scale, take a step away from losing body fat. It gives you something else completely different to focus on. Um, so I think that is a huge benefit to that as well. So yeah, I would say for sure it is going to help individuals. Well, you also look better the more muscle you have on, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're, you, you, the shape you of your body is going to change. Well, it's like Tony weighs like 250 something, right? And I weigh two, this, this is a 200. Mm-hmm. When we take out, when, when I take my <laughs> shirt off and he takes his shirt off, it's completely different. Okay. He's, yeah. you can see all his muscle, right? And he's looking yeah. at me. Like, I ain't taking my shirt off in no motherfucking pool. Fuck you. Like, I'm going to be that guy. I don't care how little I am going to be. I'm going to be the That's guy with the pool, funny. you know, because I don't want, I don't want people to see my titties and shit. Like, <laughs> but if you start lifting weights and start building muscle, your body will change. No, yeah. You know, and that's why I start, you know, I do a kettlebell workout every day. And, mm-hmm. um, um, I started Let me ask that. you that, Eric. Would you consider kettlebell really lifting weights, though? Isn't that more just power? It. So my my favorite answer of all time is it depends. Um, it depends on how the program is designed. Um, I would say from a general standpoint, kettlebells tend to lean more towards. And again, it's a very general statement, but kettlebells tend to lean more towards the um, metabolic slash somewhat of like a power power development um because mm-hmm. ju- just the nature of like let's take a kettlebell swing 
you're not putting your muscles under much tension. There, there's not, I mean, you can do load, but a lot of it's just momentum. And when we talk yeah. about like, you know, changing your physique, you need muscular tension, which like with a kettlebell, you're using a lot of momentum, which does not approve for a lot of tension inside the muscle. So from a general standpoint, I would say it's more of like a metabolic slash like power workout. Um, you know, I guess you could maybe make a hypertrophy, you know, kind of strength-based kettlebell workout for sure. And like there, there are strength-based kettlebell workouts, but especially from like a muscle building hypertrophy standpoint, it's very hard to create a kettlebell workout that is geared towards hypertrophy. So, I mean, like it, it can be done, but it's just, it's just a little bit more difficult, I'd say. So if you were to uh, give somebody that's trying to build muscle, like get uh, build muscle and lose weight, what would like the basic plan you would tell them to do? Like if they were going to just go to the gym. Oh, he oh, has a man. book. Oh, I mean, obviously you get paid for that kind of stuff, but I mean, like just well, like, well, like a, that was a free, no, it's actually it's, a free, it's, it's a free oh, book. Okay. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, no, so I mean, they, they could definitely download that. Um, but I think like, you know, it's, that's a whole conversation of like program design. Here's what I'd say. Um, try to hit your muscle groups two times a week. So let's take legs or quads or glutes. Like let's say on Monday you hit legs and on Thursday you hit legs. Like that would be hitting your muscle groups two times a week, right? Um, Try to focus on uh, compound movements roughly first. So again, things like squats, things like deadlifts, things like pushups, things like shoulder press, you know, things like chin-ups, things like rows, try to focus on the compound movements, make that a majority, you know, and I say compound because like they're, you know, again, compound just means, um, you're working like multiple joints kind of at a time, right? So let's take a shoulder press, for example, or a chest press. Like if you're doing a standing shoulder press, you're working your, yes, you're working your shoulders, but you're also working your triceps. You're working your uh, glutes to stabilize yourself. You're working your core to stabilize yourself. So focusing on the bigger movements, not really focus. I mean, honestly, not focusing on like, because things like bicep curls and like uh, tricep extension, things of that nature, you want to do those. But like, I think sometimes people again, see like, Instagram workouts and they're like, Oh, I'm just going to do a bunch of bicep curls and tricep exercises. I'm like, well, like we would probably get more bang for your buck doing things like squats and pushups and RDLs and step ups and lunges and deadlifts and pushups and chest press and things of that nature. So I'd say hit your muscle groups two times a week. I would personally, you know, lift weights anywhere from three to five times a week. I just think for the average individual, probably three to four times a week, just because that normally, again, just from what I've seen coaching thousands of people, three to four times a week is very sustainable. I talked earlier about like sustainability. So lifting weights anywhere from three to four times a week, hitting your muscle groups two times a week. This could look like, let's say Monday, you do lower body. Tuesday, you do upper body. Wednesday, you rest. Thursday is lower body and Friday is upper body. So a simple lower upper split. You're hitting your muscle groups two times a week. Um, trying to get stronger, trying to, you know, trying to progress your weights over a period of time, trying to do more weight, trying to do more reps, things of that nature. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's like the, the general generalization. Um, there's this one thing I used to tell people, which is like <coughs> push, push, pull, hip, knee, core. So obviously push is things like push up, chest press, shoulder press, things of that nature. Pull is things like chin-ups or rows or, you know, uh, uh, some sort of lat pull down, right? So push, pull, hip, which is like, you know, we can take an RDL, for example, a Romanian deadlift. So again, we have push, pull, hip, knee, which is going to be, you know, any sort of like a knee-based movement where it's like a squat or a lunge or something of that nature. And then core, you know, things like planks or side planks or things of that nature. So if you kind of hit that like push, pull, hip, knee, core over the course of a week's time, like it's a pretty good, pretty good rocking out right there. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I think the problem, like a lot of people, when they just want to do cardio only and like barely do any weights, you become like skinny fat. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. You know, your yeah. body doesn't doesn't match up to what the. I mean, obviously, you're doing something, but it's not going to be the same as actually putting on muscle and strength training. Yeah, yeah. I think I think people just think like, okay, sweet, I'm going to lose weight and look like this. And I'm like, well, if you don't have the muscle, like you're like you can lose weight, which is again, it's very if, if you have to lose weight for your health reasons, that's awesome. But like. They often like, wait a minute, like, shit, I lost weight. And I don't look the way I want to look. I'm like, well, yes, because we never strength train. We never built any muscle, right? So it's like, that's why, yeah, you're absolutely right. People get that that kind of skinny fat look where you're, they're not overweight anymore, but they don't really look the way they want to look because they don't have, their, their body fat is actually higher because they don't have any lean muscle mass. Because if they had lean muscle mass, their body fat percentage would actually be lower. So yeah, for sure. So like the lower your body fat, the better you look. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So I have a question. Um, How would, how would you, maybe you've had this happen. Like somebody that's like mentally blocked from work, like not working out, but like getting to that place where they can work out and stuff like that. What is your advice to somebody like that? Yeah. The the biggest thing with that is um, people often get overwhelmed about just the thought of like working out, for example, like the thought of working out is just so overbearing for a lot of people. And so what you have to do is just, you have to take action. You have to get people past that point. And the way you get people past that point, like, for example, I have done this with my clients multiple times. I will do it forever. If somebody's having like, you know, a rough time or whatever the case may be, I'm like, hey, just go in and do the warm up and like the first exercise. And that usually takes them five to 10 minutes max. I'm like, I don't care about the rest of the workout. Like, just do the warm up in the first exercise again, five to 10 minutes. And what happens more oftentimes than not is when we get started, we're good to go. Like, when you're in there and you're sweating and you're feeling good and all this kind of stuff, like, once you get started, you're good to go. But it's just, getting your feet out of the quicksand to get started. That's where most people have a hard time. And so you just have to get individuals to get started. And again, I would just say, don't focus on working out three times a week, focus on literally just going in for five or 10 minutes, get started. And if that's all you do, guess what? It's better than doing absolutely nothing. You're, you're doing 10 minutes as opposed to zero minutes. Like I don't, I'm not the best. I didn't listen to best in school, but 10 is better than is more than zero in terms of what I know. So you're still doing something, which is again, going to get people started. Once they get started, I believe you mentioned earlier when you're like, you know, um, you, you start to see results and that motivates you a shit ton. So they're going to get started. They're going to see results. And that's how motivation works to begin with. It doesn't go, you get motivated and then you take action and then you see results. No, it goes, you take action and then you see results and then you get motivated to keep taking the action to keep taking and seeing the results. And so people just have to get started. And I I would say that's the biggest thing right there. Stop. Don't focus on anything else. Just focus on taking the action. And that could be the quote unquote smallest action ever. It literally could be taking a five minute walk, but like I've never met somebody who took a five minute walk and they were just like pissed at the world that they took a five minute walk. I've never met somebody who's done that. Right. So like everyone always feels better after it's just getting started is what the hard part is. So that's normally what I try to kind of push people towards. I think it's funny because like, you know, like you said, once you go to the gym, you feel better, better after you leave. But say you like gorge yourself with food, you feel like shit afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. the complete opposite of what you think you would feel. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. you're like working out is going to be torture, but they're actually torturing yourself when you're feeding yourself junk and not taking Mm -hmm. care of yourself. It's it's the uh, I mean, this I mean, again, we go to like physiological stuff, but it's it's the dopamine rush, right? Where it's like 
it, it's the delayed gratification because the the highly palatable processed foods provide you such a dopamine rush in the moment, right? Where it's like, oh my gosh, it tastes so good, and you're you're hitting that dopamine. But then after your dopamine is like just absolutely tapped and you feel like total shit, not only because of the dopamine, but also because you just, you know, ate so much high, high caloric dense foods and very processed foods and very bad digestion, that kind of stuff. But as opposed to working out where it's like, you know, you're putting yourself through hell for the first five or 10 minutes to get started. But then after you're like, holy shit, like I feel so great now. It's, it's that I'm very big on delayed gratification. So I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. And again, I think living in a world where like, you know, we can like, press two buttons on Amazon and Jeff Bezos drops something in my house. Like yeah, it's, yeah. we're, we are very much like instant gratification. So we don't have a lot of delayed gratification. So it's very hard for people to understand that concept sometimes. What have some your been some of your best success stories with some of your clients? Oh man. Um, somebody asked this on my podcast the other day, or they asked me on like an Instagram story for my podcast. Um, Man, I have so many. I have one person right now who was 400 pounds. Um, she didn't lose all this weight with me. She's lost a little over 80 pounds with me, but she used to be 400 pounds and she's down into like the 170s. And so like she and she's just absolutely not only lost a significant, obviously, amount of body weight, but like she's just completely changed her life. Um, she has gotten so strong. Like when, she, when we first started uh, coaching, she was like, I don't know how you fitness people do this. And that's what she would always refer to me and like all the other people. And then like literally like two weeks ago, I was like, Hey, do you realize like you're that fitness person? She's like, I know it's crazy, isn't it? Um, but she, she loves working out and she loves getting stronger. And, and she's just, I mean, literally the most consistent human being I've ever seen in my entire life. So that was really cool. Um, you know, I've had people, I have a few guys right now actually who have, um, used what we are doing right now, um, to help them overcome addiction. Right. So it's like help them overcome both alcohol and cocaine and things of that nature. And so, you know, that's been really, really cool as well. Both those guys are seeing fucking tremendous progress. Um, I, you know, I could go on and on about just various different people. I have one, again, one other, uh, later now comes to mind is, you know, she, again, she's lost about over 80 pounds. And again, just like she came to me at a point in time where she was like working out six, seven days a week. And I was like, Hey, we're going to work out four days a week. And she was like scared out of her mind. She was going to lose all her progress. And she's an individual who, you know, like single mom, things of that nature, very, very, very demanding job. Um, doesn't get a lot of sleep, but again, just every single day just shows up and just absolutely crushes shit. So that's been really cool. Um, yeah, I just, I have this one lady who, you know, she came to me at a point in time period where again, talking about like the fake Instagram people, like she would see people on YouTube having these quote unquote cheat days and like they would eat 10,000 calories. And that's thought that's what she thought she had to do or what she thought was right. And so, you know, she came to me at a point in time where very, very, very unhealthy relationship with food, like literally scared to eat certain foods or things of the nature. And now she's just like, you know, going out to eat here. Like she, she would not go out to eat or, you know, she would go to a Christmas party with her work people and not order any food because she would not want to partake in that. Like she wasn't confident that she could have that food. She had to over restrict to binge the next day. And so like that was been really cool as well. Um, just so, I mean, just, I mean, this one lady comes to mind who literally she, her one, her one goal was to do a chin up and now she's doing like 20 chin ups in a row. So it's like, there's just so many people that come to mind, but yeah, uh, yeah I think that's a few of what I would say. That's awesome, man. Can you tell us about your book you wrote? Um, so it's not, it's literally, it's literally not actually a book. Um, it's, it's just actually, well, it's like an ebook. It's like, mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's not actually a book. Um, but I think which, so which one are you referring to? Uh, metabolic, um, yeah. So the metabolic mayhem. Um, yeah. So uh, that's just kind of literally just a thing where it's like, I have free work. There's like 52 free workouts, just like rock them out. Like do they, there's like technique videos, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. as well in there. So like 
yeah, they can have that video. Um, and I also put a ton of like nutritional information there as well in terms of like, what is a calorie deficit? How do you find your calorie deficit? How do you count calories? Like what, you know, what is, do you need to be perfect? Do you have to, again, like, you know, kind of dispelling all the myths, so to speak of like, do you have to do keto? Do you have to, you know, do intermittent fasting? Like, do you have to stop eating past 7 PM? So just a lot of both like free workouts, plus like just really solid nutritional information. So I think that's, that's the main premises of that one right there. The, um, so you started something new the other day. I saw you had a phone number now that you send out messages. That was pretty cool. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, uh, I I have a text messaging, so I I got a new number to text message people. Um, yeah, that's been really cool because like I wanted to, you know, I think as, um, as audience grows, it's like, I'm very, very, very grateful, but I want to make sure like, I can, like I can, the people who want to like, you know, really get my content and really kind of dive deep on it. Like I can literally send a text to your phone. And I mean, so it's like, you know, being able to have that, it's like, I want to have people get the content out that like, and also sometimes like, let's say on Instagram or on TikTok, for example, let's say, you know, whether the algorithm doesn't let you see it or whatever the case may be, like, I don't know who's missing a text on their phone. Like many people see the text on their phone. So just getting out content to people that, you know, that want the content first and foremost, and that, you know, they can see it like no matter what. And I've, I've been doing it for the past couple of days. It's been super fun. I'll just kind of going back and forth people in there. Um, I try to respond to a lot of the messages um, as best as I possibly can, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been super fun. And again, just, just another way to, you know, hopefully help people as much as I can and just kind of, you know, be a positive influence in their life. I'm a very big believer in like, you know, what you consume can dictate a lot of how, you know, your day and your life goes. And so if I can hopefully just be a positive influence, like that's, that's the goal. On the one we got today, it says, eat all your protein and veggies before your carbs. Why is that? Mm. Yeah. So that's super, super interesting because, um, when you eat all of your protein and all of your vegetables before your carbohydrates, you get really full. So then if you go into your carbohydrates, which normally carbs don't really fill you up that much because they're the quickest digesting source, mm-hmm. uh, quickest digesting macronutrient. So if you go into that more full, you're much less likely to overeat the carbs and you're much more likely to be more full at the end of your meal, as opposed to, again, like going and getting done a meal and not being full. It's like, well, if you've already crushed your protein that started to digest, you've got a shit ton of vegetables in your stomach that's starting, like you're going to be much more full after the meal. So that's, that's typically why that is right there. What, uh, what's like some advice you have for people like in, for about in, in general life or working out and stuff? I mean, I'll just go back to what I was talking about earlier, which is there's no way around the work. And I really want people to understand this. Like you're not getting out of doing the work. I don't care. Like, I don't care what you do. I don't care what thing you buy. I don't care what's going on. There's no way around doing the work. And so the work is the number one thing that you can control. You can't control the scale or you can't, there's so many things we can't control in life, especially, you know, looking back to these past two years, like all these things we can't control but we can control our effort. And I promise just every individual, like if you put the effort in and you don't bullshit yourself, which is very hard sometimes. Like, I think you said earlier, like you, you put down 290 instead of 310, right? Where it's like, yeah. you know, don't, don't BS yourself and like say like, you know what? Like, am I really putting in the effort that is necessary in order to get results? Because a lot of people think they are, but when they really peel back that onion, it's like, well, I could be putting in more effort here. Like, is it really that hard to count my calories? No, probably not. All right. I can make sure I do that there. So I would just say no matter what, and again, this goes for, I talked earlier about consistency with posting content. Like that's work. It's effort, right? Like I I can't, I don't just like do this shit off a whim. Like I I work many hours during the day. And and again, I I don't need people to work as much as I do or anything of that nature. But if you want to reach a goal, 
I think you need to work very, very hard. And I also think that happiness, just in, in terms of whatever you're looking for, but it comes from fulfillment. And like you get fulfilled from accomplishing your goals and you get fulfilled from working very hard because working very hard allows you to accomplish your goals. And so I think it all comes back to, again, that delayed gratification of like, stop wanting shit right now. Like the, the things that come right now very easily are typically not worth a damn. Like think about all the things that come so easy to you. Like if you don't have to struggle for anything, you don't really care about it that much. And that's why I like, again, fitness and weight loss and everything, because like it makes it worth it. Like when you, when you lost 150 pounds, you're like, Oh fuck. Like I appreciate that. Cause you, you worked your ass off to get that. Right. It's not like mm. it just happened in a fucking month. Like it exactly. took a long ass time. Right. It's like, and so I think that's what I would probably tell people is like, you got to put the effort in and that's where the fulfillment and the enjoyment and the, the happiness and the accomplishment, all that stuff comes from putting the work in up front, which I think a lot of people try to skirt the way around these days. And I don't, I'm not about that. So that's what I'd say. So like, talk about putting the work in um people would hit me up you know and like hey or i'll text what however they get hold of me right they're like so what did you what did you do i was like well this is literally what i did every single day and it was like ten thousand steps um followed followed a diet whatever diet you choose you know um uh 30 minutes cardio um strength training you know i just had a list of like four or five things a gallon of water i'm big about the gallon of water um you know, I was like, this is what I did. Oh, no, no. But, but what else did you do? I was like, I did that literally well, every single day. And that's they, what I they did. think you're like holding back a seat. Then they think you're holding back a secret. You're like, right. okay, well, what did you really do, man? Like, let's, let's really tell me now. You're like, hey, fucker. Like, this is actually what I did. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, telling you, so. it's, it's just, I'm just like, man, I'm promising you, you just start doing that. And then the decisions you make from when, so when you start out and you start seeing results and, or your food choice is going to get easier and easier and easier. You're not going to want, you're not going to just, you're just not going to uh, crave M&Ms or pizza all the time or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you do, that's mm-hmm. fine. Eat some of it. Don't, don't not. Mm-hmm. And just, and just keep going. And it'll just, yep. you just keep on, you keep one foot in front of the other. You'll, it'll slowly, but surely come down. What I really like doing is I weigh myself when I begin something and then I don't weigh myself again until I'm done because if I'm not like say the first two weeks, I'll only say like whatever the weight loss was, you know, like oh man, that's it. I just put all that work in. It's gonna derail me, right? Because I'm like, oh fuck. Well, that's I don't like that, you know. And then mm-hmm. so I just, I just well, that's what also that's also what I tell them. I was like, I like to weigh myself once a month, maybe something like that, you know. Then I see t- oh ten pounds. Oh fuck yeah, ten pounds. That you know, mm. it looks great then, right? <laughs> but like, but like, but so that's what I always tell people: just weigh yourself. You can weigh yourself daily, but you're not a fucking wrestler. It's not going to matter. Mm. You know, you're mm. not, you're not, you're not doing this to go step on in the octagon or a wrestling mat or something like that. You know, you're doing it to improve your overall health for yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it, it's literally to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always tell yep. people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What do you tell people that slip up and then they beat themselves up about it and then they just decide to? Keep. go forward with like eating like shit instead yeah, of jumping super, back on track the next day or whatever. Yeah. Super common. Um, it's funny because like in the, in the, like the scientific literature on this, um, I forget the exact like terminology or verbiage, verbiage, verbiage they used. Um, but it was basically some, something to the effect of like when they have um, it's they're like relapses, right? Like mm-hmm. people, you're going to have a relapse like in, in anything. Right. I think, I, I don't think they were using, I think they were using like addiction, but like relapse. Right. 
But they were saying the people who were the most successful with actually changing their behavior change forever was the people who looked at relapses as an opportunity to learn and then move forward from the data they gathered from that learning experience, right? So that's what I try to tell people. I'm like, dude, like, again, and also you guys say two things. Number one, take it as an opportunity, a positive opportunity to learn from it. And then number two, like, again, going back to you literally don't need to be perfect in order to see progress and not from this like cliche thing of like, Oh, like perfection doesn't exist. Like, yeah, of course it doesn't exist, but like you literally don't need to be perfect in order to see results. Like you need to be 80 to 90% consistent. That is what you need to be in order to see progress. And that's why, you know, I try to tell people, Hey, like if you're hitting your calories, you know, 25, 26 days out of the month, like that is going to be enough for you to see progress. So that one day is not going to make or break your progress. And I think I, so many people think they need to be perfect or they think they have this all or nothing uh, mindset when it comes to fitness for whatever reason, because nobody's all or nothing in anything else in their life. Like when we, again, so the, the cliche sayings, like if you get one left rear flat tire or like, all right, I'm going to slash my fucking right rear <laughs> yeah. and then slash my front. It's like, no, like you just fucking replace the shit and keep it going. Right. So, you know, one quote unquote bad day, and it's not even a bad day because you don't have to be perfect. So it's like you're not even doing anything wrong. You're actually staying within the plan. But one bad day doesn't make or break your progress. Just like one one day of only eating salads didn't make you fucking skinny. So yeah. like it matters what you do. It doesn't matter what you do some of the time. It matters what you do most of the time. So I saw some other day that said there's no perfect line, like straight lines in nature. So like, why do we think everything has to be perfect? I, I don't, and it's only, it's only with fitness. I don't, I don't know. Like, again, I, I will grill people on like, okay, if your kid fucked up one time, you're going to put them up for adoption. They're like, yeah. well, they're like, I want to, but no, I'm not going to. Um, So it's like, you know, I, I don't, I don't know why it is with fitness. I, it, I'm sure it has to do with, again, wanting, wanting to see progress really quickly, wanting to see progress very rapidly. Um, You know, just seeing bodybuilding lifestyle, I guess. And this is where I think bodybuilding may have negatively influenced things a bit, but like, you know, the, the rigidness of stepping on a bodybuilding stage and what you have to do in order to be your lowest body, like 3% body fat on stage. Jesus. Like you have to be perfect. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that has to be perfection, but most individuals are not, they don't want to do that, nor is that their goal, but they think like they see that like, oh, well, that's what this person's doing. And that's what I have to do. So you know, I think all, a lot of things come into play there, but again, I think just going back to, you don't, you don't make or break your progress in a day. So like chill the fuck out, homie. That's why I tell people. What do your clients feel about like social media people? Do they compare themselves to those people a lot? And do you have to kind of rewire their brain to realize that, like you said earlier, it's, it's kind of a facade. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think yes and no. I think, I think it's, it's kind of a mix. I get a lot of people already. Cause if you're following me, you're probably not following a ton of like bodybuilders and things because like I'm, we're just two, I'm, I'm two different people. Like mm-hmm. if you go follow, like, I mean, a, a, a physique competitor, like a, that our styles don't really align. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're probably not following both, but if you are like, I've had people sometimes where like, Oh, well I see this person on Instagram and I'm like, well, do you know, again, going back to the work, right? Like, do you know what that individual does? Like, let me explain to you what that individual does to look like what she does. She does two hours of cardio a day. She eats under 1400 calories. Like she, all the things. And they're like, oh, well, I don't want to fucking do that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. well then there we fucking go. Right. So it's like, you know, again, just trying to educate it as much as possible. Cause I always hear like a lot of famous people, the guy from uh, always sunny when he got really lean for his role, the Matt guy, he's like, he went to his trainer. He's like, I want to look like Brad Pitt from fight club. Cause that's usually <laughs> like what a lot of guys want to look at that. 
And the guys will, first of all, you don't look like Brad Pitt in the face, but <laughs> he says, as far as like the training goes, it's going to be a lot of fucking work, you know? And, and that's what like a lot of people don't understand. Like, you know, even I'm sure Brad Pitt doesn't look like Brad Pitt all the time does on screen, you know? Right, right, right. Well, they 100%. say, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. No, um, no, you're good. They say like when they brought him shoot a movie, they, they start getting ready. They get their bodies ready like two, three months out, you know, just depends where they're yeah. at. And like, but, but those three months or two months, it's every, it's like Mark Robles, um, every single day he wakes up at four thirty and gets going, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. it, it's all day, every day. And that's how Hugh Jackman gets like the Wolverine figure, um, um, what is it? Not figure, but his body for Wolverine. Yeah. That's how he gets ready. It's like three months out. It's just shredded. Yep. And you know, but I think it's anything like I saw something. I know you said you love Kobe Bryant, but I think it was Jay-Z was talking about Kobe. And I guess he had scored like, what did he score? Like 60 something points one game or 80 something points 81. or something. Yeah. And then people were like, you know, it wasn't just that game. It was all the work he put in before all that shit, you know, like, and I've heard stories about him. Like, I think him and Jason Williams, the guy, I think the guy in the motorcycle accident, like he was in the gym before Kobe was in the gym before him and he saw Kobe shooting baskets. And then so he went and kept playing, 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 playing. And then he got done because he was tired and Kobe kept going. And then he's like, how long were you in there? And he's like, I, I was just going to be in there until you were done because I'm not going to let you out yeah, work with me. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I, that See, that kind of dog shit, I love that, man. Like, I just, I love that mentality. That's why yeah. I love Kobe. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just, it again, goes back to the work. So so what's your long play with your businesses and podcasts and, and books and all that jazz? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think, again, like my my real goal is to just like, it sounds so corny and cliche, but I just want to help as many people as possible, man. Like that's, that's really my goal. Um, I just see the more I do this, the more I see people need help. Like mm. people, like they don't, most people we have not, we never, we've never been taught this shit in school. Never have we been taught about nutrition. We like a PE class. I was throwing fucking balls at people's heads and dodgeball. Like, we've never, <laughs> we've never been fucking actually taught this shit. And we wonder why no. And again, Think about how society is set up. There's a fast food place every mile from where people live. And there's there's not like fruits and vegetables stand. It's like it's it's just it's it's set up for people to have a hard time. There's no education. There there's again, I don't I think if you're uneducated and your nutritional competency and your and your exercise competency is low, because I again, unless this is your profession, like there's not a ton of resources to learn from. And so I just want to help educate as much as I can. I want to help as many people as I possibly can. And again, I don't really I don't ever have like outcome-based goals. I, I have only action-based goals. Like I've never said I need to have these many clients or I need to have this many followers, or I've never said any of that. And I never will because I just don't really believe in like outcome-based goals. I believe in action-based goals. So it's like, you know, I want to, you know, and again, the maybe the outcome-based goal would be, hey, I want to, you know, put out two TikToks every single day for the next five years to help as many people as I possibly can. That could be the end goal. The outcome-based goal is help as many people as I possibly can. But like the action-based goals are kind of what I focus on. So again, I think that's just, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really, that's really where my head is for the most part. Again, the next, I don't, I don't see myself slowing down anytime soon. So I think that's just, you know, full steam ahead. It really is the butterfly effect though, because like you put a piece of content out that Raul saw miles away from, we don't even live anywhere close to each other. And then now we're all talking right. about well, this stuff right now. It's what you're talking about, your outcome and your action goals. I didn't know that's what they're actually called. So while I was telling my, I talked to my friend Haley one day, I was like, see, I tell you, I know what I'm talking about a little bit. <laughs> and I screenshot it because she doesn't have Instagram, yeah. you know, I screenshot, I was like, see, I told you, 
I just call it the overall goal and the mini goals. And, you know, and she was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I was yeah. like, I'm telling you, like, I know a little bit about this. <laughs> you know, I'm not I may not look like the typical whatever, but like I'm telling you, like. And she was like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah. I was like, you need to get Instagram. You need to follow this person. Talk about you. You know, I was like, he, he always puts out good content. Like, it's always on the money. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's, it's uh, again, and that's what, because, again, most people are obsessed with the the outcome. And, again, like, going back to Kobe, for example, like, he was only focused on the work. Like, he wanted to win championships, but, like, he, like, that was the end goal. But, like, it was every single day. Like, you get up and put the work in. Like, there's no, you're not getting around it, man. And I, I think the. The more people understand that, the better. That's sure. beautiful. Yeah, I always go back to this uh, Tupac thing. He said, uh, I may not change the world, but I guarantee you I'll spark the brain of the person that will change the world. Mm-hmm. And so, like, mm-hmm. putting out that content, you know, somebody may not ever say something to you about what you put out or how, but they may share it with somebody else. And then that might put them on the journey to start losing weight. Because mm-hmm. Raul, mm-hmm. with his stuff, like, when he posted that video, like people were, were like messaging him and like saying, "Hey, I want to yeah. start working out now." If you know, so it's like if you're fucking can do it, why can't fucking I do it? You know? Yeah. So yeah. it's so it's so awesome, man. Like how like people talk shit about the internet, but I guarantee you there's so many people been helped by the internet. You know, it's yeah, it's changed 100%. the world, man. And it, it's like like hey, I love Gary Vee, and he's like, there's a lot of people that are loud and obnoxious that are making the most noise, but there are so many good people that are not getting the same kind of uh, light as the, mm-hmm. the obnoxious people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I think it's, again, it, it's just how you choose to look at it, right? Like you can choose to look at it from a negative pessimistic perspective, or you can choose to look at it from an optimistic positive perspective. It's like whatever you choose, like that's what you're, that's what you're going to find more times than not. Whatever you're looking for is what you're going to find. So yeah, I agree. What are your thoughts about shows well, they don't have them on TV anymore, but like The Biggest Loser and Extreme uh, Makeover, Weight Loss Edition, stuff like that. Uh, it's funny because one guy, um, it had to be a couple months ago now, but one guy, I guess he was on The Biggest Loser and now he's like a coach or like a fitness coach or whatever. And um, like I made some kind of like comment or I made some post about how like sustainable weight loss and that uh, I remember him commenting and I was just like, he was like, ah this isn't true because I was on the biggest loser and I lost over 300 pounds. And so quickly. And I was like, I mean, to each his own bro. But like the actual stats of that show show people like almost every single human being gains all the weight back that does that show. So like, I'm not going to sit here and argue semantics with you. I was like, whatever you want to do, like it's totally fine, bro. But like the, the way they get people to lose weight on that show is just simply not sustainable nor do i think it's very healthy and i think again it leads much like keto for example it it leads into much more harm than good in the long run i would say you know if you're you know 350 pounds you you've got to drop some weight because your health is at risk there right but it's like for most individuals you know want to lose 20 30 40 pounds it's like doing it in a more sustainable way is is more times not in my opinion the always the right way to go because again the the harm that comes from losing weight at a very rapid rate, doing very restrictive and unsustainable things just normally is not going to be very beneficial in the long run. So yeah, I'm not, again, normally not the biggest fan of shows like that. I actually had never watched it in my entire life, but um, obviously I know what it is, but yeah, that's what I'd say. I wonder, I always think this about those people. I wonder if they don't fix the mental part of it. They don't. That's why they usually, and that's why they revert back. Cause I know even when Raul lost a ton of weight, he told me he still saw himself as the bigger person. Well, and it, but it goes back to however you lose the weight is the same way you're going to keep the weight off. Mm-hmm. So if you lost the weight doing 1200 calories and cardio seven days a week, 
that's what you know, right? And so yeah. if you can't keep that up, how the fuck do you expect to keep? Again, it goes back to what I said earlier. You're going to go back to doing what you were doing. You know what I mean? So if you can't keep that up, you don't know anything else. You're going to go back to write what you were doing as opposed to if you take it slower and actually change your habits along the way, learn portion sizes, learn that protein keeps you full, learn how to you know cope with emotions better than going right to food. Like you learn these habits along the way. In the short term, quote unquote, it's longer, but in the long term, it's actually shorter because all of the weight you keep off all the way you lose is going to actually stay off so it, yeah it, it all come if and i tell people if you don't whatever progress you see built off an unhealthy relationship with food is going to be inherently short-lived because you're not going to be able to keep it up so yeah you're 110 right because i even told him like he did like a 100 day challenge where he worked out every single day for 100 days but then he got burned out and then he took like three weeks off and then he gained like five ten pounds back and i'm like you got to take breaks man like you can't just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's like they say, you can't redline an engine all the time. You're gonna eventually exactly. blow it up. Hundred yep. percent. Well, you know, I started doing the. I was like, you know what? Forty two days, six weeks. Then I got to the forty two days. I was like, well, I'm feeling great. Let's get this mm-hmm. going. I did another forty two days, and my by day eighty, I was like, man, fuck this, god damn, mm-hmm. I, okay. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to eighty four, they were like, well, just do six. My friends were like, just do six more days. That's three months. And then my buddy Damien that lives in Australia, he's like, man. You might as well just go to 100 now. You got, just just do it. Just like, fucking do the entire year, man. <laughs> well, no, no, listen to this. Um, what the fuck, you one, little this, bitch? This one guy I'm friends with on Facebook, he was like, just do 365 days. I was like, man, no. I was like, no. 100 days is where it's ending, the end. Yeah. I was like, if you want to do a 365-day challenge with yourself, go right ahead, but I'm not doing that. I'm ready to. Co- I'm ready not to co- have to come to the gym today. You know, I'm ready to take a couple of days off. Or take, but like Tony just said, you know, I took three weeks off, and that's and I gained like almost 10 pounds. Five, five, now I'm back down to five pounds. But like... Mm-hmm. But I'm not ever gonna, you know, go back to where I gained twenty, thirty pounds, right? Because I'm just not gonna do that ever again. I think it's got to yeah. be like a happy balance with life. It's just like with everything, man. You need, you need like peaks and valleys. Like they say, you can't have happiness without sadness. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. like, but working out all the time, and and that's all you're gonna do, and then you stop, and then you're like, fuck, I don't want to go back to that that fucking misery again. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. you just kind of just do, like you said earlier, you do two two, take a day off, two two. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what would you recommend? Because he's a uh, vegetarian as far as like protein. Like, yeah. how would he get that kind of kind of protein in? Yeah, I think so. Literally, someone just asked me this like earlier today. Um, so like the top ones off the top of my head are going to be um like seitan, uh, tempeh, tofu, um, lentils, obviously plant based protein powders. Um, you know, um, like things that. But I'll say it's not a lot of people talk about this one, which is like um getting uh EAA powder, so like essential amino acids, because what happens with a lot of the uh, vegetarian protein powder, vegetarian anything. You don't get a lot of the um, like leucine, isoleucine, that kind of stuff, which is like s- the main things you need for like muscle building and things of that nature. So if you supplement with some EAAs, that should be able to help you as well. But yeah, again, like um, like again, tempeh, uh, seitan, tofu, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I'd say that. But and again, I've had a, I had one client come to mind for me. She's a vegetarian. Um, fucking beast, like legit, like strong as fuck. But. What I normally tell people is because the uh, vegetarian protein sources aren't normally as high in amino acids for like body composition changes, trying to hit like, you know, a, a good amount of pro- if, if you're really serious about seeing body composition changes, if you're not, don't take this advice. But if you are serious about seeing your body composition changes, I would at least try to get one gram per pound of uh, body weight and protein, if not like one to two to 1.5 grams, just because again, the, the amino acid profile of a lot of like vegetarian protein sources aren't as high as steak chicken eggs that kind of stuff so uh 
you're, you're missing out on a lot of the beneficial things. But if you can kind of make that up in, in quantity, um, that normally helps a lot of people. That's what I do with a lot of my clients who, again, if they want to see body comes and changes, if not, then I'm not going to like freak out about it. But if they do really want to see some body comes and changes, that's typically where I kind of push them. And what do you say to women that don't want to lift weights because they don't want to get jacked? <laughs> it's going to take you a while I mean, to get there. Just, just because you drive a car doesn't mean you're an ass car driver. <laughs> you know I mean? like, that's, that's what I tell I mean, you. That's what it is. Um, yeah. it, and again, just, and again, just education, you know, like educating about like, listen, like I, for like, I, I have spent my entire life trying to get jacked and I'm not fucking jacked. So like, I don't know, like you working out three days a week in the gym, I can assure you, Charlotte, it's not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, it's just not, I, I wish it, I wish it was, that'd be fucking sick. Like I want to be jacked and like huge, but like, you know, again, like it's just, it's just not, not going to happen again, just through, you know, educate proper education and things of that nature showing, you know, showing client transformation sometimes, Hey, this is one of my clients who strength trains four times a week. And she, they're like, Oh, she looks amazing. I'm like, well, she strength trains four times a week. And so she's very strong too. Here's her video of her lifting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think just, just education, uh, normally try to try to do that. Do you have a lot of online clients? Or is it mainly just? I only have online. Oh, oh, only. I I only have online clients. Yeah, yeah. I stopped training people in person three and a half years ago. Oh, okay, okay. Not not three. Whenever COVID happened, so March of twenty twenty. I mean, it feels like three and a half years. I know, right? Seriously, are you going to go back into in person training? No, or you just like you just rather do this one. Yeah, right. I I, honestly, people get better results online because now I can like it, it with a. With an in-person trainer, I mean, you're you get like the hour a week, or maybe two hours if you're really willing to spend some money. But like other than that, I mean, and again, it's just the two hours in the gym a week. Like it's no nutrition, no external check-ins, no external accountability, no nothing. You know what I mean? So I, I've no, I, I love online training. Um, and now again, now that I've gotten all my systems, and you know, the first couple of months were tough getting my systems and things of that nature. But you know, now it's just a well-oiled machine. Where yeah, I mean, people just get fucking kick-ass results. So yeah, I I love online training. So what is uh, like a basic example of online training your program like? Yeah, I mean, so it, it would depend. I mean, like, you know, for example, like we do weekly check-ins, right? Like mm-hmm. we do a weekly check-in via email. Um, I'll actually respond in like a video format. Like I, so I do like a weekly check-in, um, you know, like and people. Well, so I, I give them like a training plan. Hey, here's your three time a week training program. And I think one of the cool things, again, with online training is like they don't have to be at a certain place at a certain time because God knows everybody's mm-hmm. life is fucking crazy. Right. So it's like, you know, do it on your time. Get the shit done. Like we're not fucking around. Get it done. But like you can do it on your time. Here's your here's the exact rep and the exact sets and the exact, like I take out all the guesswork form. Essentially, they know exactly what to do. Again, same thing with calories and macros and things of that nature. You know, we kind of go over, Hey, not only here are your calories, but I'm very big on like, as opposed to like, Oh, like I don't do meal plans, for example, right? Like I'm not going to give you, Hey, here's a meal plan and just like fucking eat this exact thing. No, because that teaches you nothing. Right. If you haven't already heard, I'm very big on education. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, we, we here's, here's your calories. Yes. But like, let's work through, like, how do we hit those calories for you? Like, what are your favorite foods? What do you enjoy eating? How can we work those in? What do proper portion sizes look like? Like a lot of like, you know, kind of habit changes along the way. So, and again, like, you know, just if they got a question, hit me up on email, like uh, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I also think the benefit of being online would be if some, somebody say hurt themselves, you can just send them something to do something different instead. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, well, I think I think with that too. I mean, uh, the, what's what's helped me again? Like, I I train people in person for years, and so like I I can program in a I'm, I can program in a way where you know to avoid injury for the most part because like there's 
there's ways you can program that are very safer than others, right? So it's like, I, I know what most people do when they, they do a push up. they're going to round their shoulders forward. Or when they squat, they're going to, you know, arch their lower back or push their knees in, whatever the case would be. So I can kind of program in a way that's proactive rather than reactive. But yeah, again, like if someone does get hurt, like here's a quick swap, like yeah. keep it rocking, man. Yeah. Do you have a team of people or is it just you right now? Um, so right now it's me and I have an assistant coach. Um, okay. so my assistant coach takes on her own. So my assistant coach was a client of mine for two and a half years and she wanted to become a coach. And so I, I don't think I'll have other assistant coaches I, maybe, but probably not. Um, because I also have like a, uh, a group coaching, kind of like a membership site, so to speak. And so like, you know, anybody can kind of go in there and get programming done and so on and so forth. So I kind of have like my one-on-one and I kind of have like my group coaching. So that's probably how eventually it's going to be scaled is the, the group coaching as opposed to like hiring more coaches to work mm. under me and so on and so forth. So, and so what is your podcast called? Uh, shocker. The Eric Roberts fitness podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw, I saw it somewhere yeah. on one of your, your Q, it was one of your Q and A's on Instagram. I was like, Oh, he's got mm. a podcast. Let me guess. Yeah. Eric Roberts yeah. podcast. Fitness. Fitness. Yeah. Yep. How long yep. have you been doing yep. the podcast for? The longest out of all my social medias, actually. Um, I forget the exact date, but it was 2019 sometime, I think, actually. I, I enjoy the podcast. Like, I, I enjoy my podcast a lot. Um, again, nobody listened at first besides my mom. She's like, oh, great podcast, honey. I'm like, thanks, mom. I love you. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, since like 2019, I think I've had the podcast. So, yeah. Is it just you predominantly or do you have guests? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just me. And Because again, so I alluded to this earlier. I don't. I like doing shit on Eric's time. Like if mm. I want to get something done, I just fucking go and do it. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like, oh, well, I got to book a guest and I'm like, fuck that. Like, I, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. So, yeah, I mean, I know most people obviously have guests on their podcast, but I just never, I don't know. I've just never had a lot of guests on my podcast. And so I just kind of rock it out. And again, I guess I just like to hear myself talk. Who knows? Right. But yeah. So it's normally just me. And how long do they usually go for? I feel like an asshole. I didn't know he had a podcast. I would have listened to it before. <laughs> uh, it's no worries. They go about an hour ish. Yeah, how you not listen to? I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I would say it depends on, I guess, just how much I get rolling. It depends on what I'm covering. Depends on the topic. Um, I, I will say I'll, I'll have my like um, clients or like uh, like club. So my, my group coaching program is called the Clubhouse, and so I'll, sometimes I'll have my clients or my Clubhouse members on, but rarely ever do I have like other like quote unquote professionals or mm. whatever the case may be. Because I I like I want to talk to my clients. Like I want to. Like they're the ones doing the fucking work. Like I can sit here and talk about shit all day long, but like bringing on my client Nazreen, who's lost 20 pounds or bring on, I just brought on one of my, one of my guys, Brad, who's lost over a hundred pounds. So it's like, you know, it's like, that's like, they're actually the ones doing the fucking work. So I think number one, they should get the spotlight. And number two, they can relate to people who are going to listen that much more. Fitness professionals aren't listening to my podcast. People who want to change their body are listening to my podcast. So when they hear regular people like themselves going through all the same things and working through the same struggles, like that's going to motivate somebody listening that much more because they can relate to it. So yeah, it's either myself or, or my, my clients. Okay. And how yeah. often do you post? Three to four times a week. Somewhere. Damn, there. really? That's impressive, yeah. man. That's really impressive. Yeah. yeah. I think with podcasting, man, it's like you said, it's just any kind of social media thing. You got to do it all the time and it's got to be consistent with it too. Cause at first we 100%. were just doing, when I first started doing it, I was like, just posting it whenever we recorded. And I was like, why don't you get on a schedule? And I was like, let me do it every Friday. And I was like, now let's start doing it more. So then we start doing Tuesday and Friday now. Let's go. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's a that's a because podcast is a longer form of of content, so you don't have to post as often because it's a longer form content. Whereas like Instagram or TikTok or whatever, more consistent, more more volume because yeah. it's shorter yeah. duration. So 
yeah, longer form content doesn't have to be as you know frequent throughout the week. So are all your socials pretty much Eric Fitness or Eric Roberts? Yeah, Fitness? Eric Roberts. Yeah, Eric Roberts Fitness across the board. I'm very, uh, you know, I don't fucking know. You guys are interested yeah. in uh, getting some work from Eric or some help? Oh yeah, how do people reach out to you? If they want to, yeah. Get I mean, so there. again, either you know, all the social medias, whether it's Instagram, whether it's um, again, you can join my text message. Uh, I, my, what the fuck is my number? Um, I think it's four four three. If you want to text me, it's four four three, uh, two three four, eight three four two. 443-234-8342. So you can text, um, shoot me an email, you know, coach Eric at ericrobertsfitness.com, um, Instagram DM or, you know, however, yeah, probably any of those places are probably the best reach plus places to reach me. Did you join the, the text message group? Mm-hmm, that's oh, all I knew. Oh, yeah. okay. So pretty much you know, so on the text message I got, we got today, um, it says, it just pretty much says, you know, it gives you a couple of tips for the, for the day too. Mm-hmm. Like, like today's tips are, Stop halfway through your meal to assess your hunger. If yeah. you're still hungry or not, you know, uh, drink one glass of water before meals, drink a protein shake before going out to, to dinner or parties. Oh, I would the, never have thought about the that. protein shake is really smart because, you know, that fills you up for a while. And then if you, when you go to the restaurant, you know, and I never thought about that either. I was like, man, it's a really so you know, good sometimes one. like when you'll get the menu and then you'll like have the appetizer and then they'll have the meal and then you're like, fuck man, why did I get the meal? I already ate the appetizer. <laughs> it's like when you go to like Mexican restaurant, like you'll always eat the chips and dip, you yeah. know, and the cheese dip. Right. And then they're like, you're like, yeah. Eric's Oh, saving you money, man. I know. Right. And now it's like, and now it's like, Oh, now I have my f- other full meal. I just ordered. I just ate yeah. probably 5,000 calories <laughs> with the chips and salsa. Right. But you know, it's right. like, damn. That's and then, and then, cool. um, and then at the, uh, he'll have a link on the bottom, very bottom. It's like some workouts to do for the day or stuff like that. That's legit, man. Cause like they always say people check their phone the first thing in the morning. If they see something that's going to motivate them or something positive. Exactly. It's going to get that mindset rolling, man. hundred percent. Yep. So I, yep. Yep. You should tell Haley to fucking join his text message. Oh group. yeah, I will. I'll text her. I'll join it. I'll, I want to get off here. I'll sign it. Like yesterday's it. tips were, um, um, Two drinks at the Christmas party. Mm. Have one dessert instead of 17. I would do all 17. Yeah. And then like, you know, make sure to start your mornings, high protein breakfast. So. So what do you, as far as like meals go, how many meals should a a person be eating? Do you believe in you know, like it, the snacks it, and the three meals or whatever people try? Yeah, to I mean, it, it depends. I mean, I, I am kind of a huge proponent of like the three meals and two snacks method, just because I for for most individuals I've seen that helps. But like, you know, I think this goes back to the preference, right? Where I, I think it, it depends on the actual individual. I think three meals and two snacks is a phenomenal place for most individuals to start and then kind of build off of there because you got to start somewhere and like that's a pretty goddamn good place to start. So yeah, yeah. I like the three meals and two snacks method. Do you have anything else for Eric? Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, no, no. I was being like, no. I'm just, you know, I've learned a lot today, and I've learned a couple of things also from just listening to him talk. A lot of things. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're very, you got good energy, man. Like really good energy. That. Like when I first responded, to, like when I first sent him an email, he, you know, my email is pretty. Hey, Eric, how you doing? My name is Rahul. My buddy reached out to you on Instagram about maybe doing the podcast. And he came back with this pow. Hey man, I hope your week is going good. And you know, like I was like, fuck yeah, yeah, it's going good. And I was like, Oh yeah, appreciate that, man. And then you know, I was like, boom. And that's how we talk now. 
Mm-hmm. I appreciate you doing that, man. Cause I mean, he sent a message to a lot of people and they, obviously people will have their, they're busy and you know, whatever, but mm-hmm. to respond to somebody you don't know and to do this is appreciative. No, oh, dude. Sure. I mean, first off, I mean, I, again, I, I'm just thankful people even know who I am. So, I mean, like, I'm just grateful. Um, it's really, really cool for me, but number two, I, you know, one of the, um, the first person ever, I, the, one of the only people I've ever had on my podcast was Jordan Syatt. And again, Jordan is an incredibly busy human being. Um, he, you know, he, he coached Gary Vee and all that kind of stuff. Right. But he responded, he's like, bro, like, I'd be happy to do it. And like that, you know, I, I always try to give back. Right. Like, I, and I'm never, I'm never too good. Like, I don't give a fuck. And like, sometimes people, it's funny because like, oh, well, I have this many listeners on my podcast. I'm like, you got fucking none. I don't give a shit how many mm. listeners you have. Like, I'll hop on. Like, it doesn't fucking matter to me. I always, you know, I, I don't ever want to think of myself as too good or too whatever the case may be. Like, nah, yeah, that's just disgusting. I don't know. This is not sit right with me. So, yeah, I'll, I'll always try to help as much as I possibly can. Where they say that, like, uh, I saw something the other day. It was a, it was a video of Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian before Kim Kardashian is who she is today. And some girl mm-hmm. comes up and she's like, hey, Paris, can I get a picture with you? And she, like, blocks the uh, blocks Kim. And you're like, this is her origin story of being a villain. <laughs> like, that's, that's funny. So, you know, like sometimes like if people, you know, feel like they're too good to talk to somebody or something, it may put a bad taste in people's mouth. Like, what the 100%. fuck does that person think they are? They shouldn't piss just like I do, you know? Like, Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool that you have that mentality. Uh, so you said everything is Eric Robert Fitness, correct? Yep. 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 Everything's Eric Robert. If you just do a quick Google search of Eric Robert's Fitness, guess what my website is? EricRobertsFitness.com. <laughs> I love it. So, man. I love it. Yeah. All, all of it's very simple. Yeah. And if you click on the blog part at the website, that's where the podcasts are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to I'll subscribe mm-hmm. to the blog. I mean, the podcast. Well, we appreciate yeah, it, sure. man. Appreciate you coming of course, on, brother. Dude. Thanks yeah, of course, man. I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and again, even wanting to hear what the fuck I gotta say. Like, I, pre- <laughs> I appreciate it, ton, man. You guys, it's it's been really fun. So, thank you. All right, man. Yes, sir. We love you lots. Cool. All right, Bye. guys. Love you too. Have a, have a great day. All right. Bye. <laughs>